0: Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests discussing the legendary Roswell incident and eerie stories of haunted toys, as well as one man's incredible near-death experience that included what seemed to be a journey to heaven. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening.
1: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on
0: iHeartRadio. You've written a book called Miracles Happen, but this one, Crescendo, it's a novel based on some very interesting things, isn't it?
1: Yes, it's a spiritual parable, so it's fictional. I made it all up in a a sense, but the things I'm talking about, um, my favorite spiritual things like Soul contracts and past lives and parallel universes and near-death experiences and soulmates and lucid dreaming. All those things are very real. It's just told in a fictional format.
0: Well, you know, it's a great way to get a message out when you write it as a novel or novella and, uh, and get that same message out that uh, you might not be able to do if you write a nonfiction.
1: Exactly, George. And some of my favorite books, like Jonathan Livingston Siegel and Illusions and The Alchemist, were books that were explaining really interesting spiritual subjects, but in a fictional format, just like you're describing. And it does reach a lot of people who might not get the message in a different way.
0: Were you a believer in past life regressions uh, growing up with your dad?
1: I've always been a believer in it. When he was writing, not when he was writing Many Lives, Many Masters, but when he first started seeing the patient, Catherine, that is in that book, I was about one year old. So in a sense, I grew up with this learning and this knowledge at the same time that my dad was discovering it, although I don't think we were really discovering it, more like rediscovering some soul knowledge. So I've never really had to overcome Um, either a fear of death or a disbelief in these kinds of subjects in the same way that most people have and that my father had, too. So I always grew up, this resonated with me, and it seemed seemed true then, and it did throughout my whole life.
0: There has to be a purpose for reincarnation. What do you think that purpose is?
1: I think it's to learn and to grow, and I think uh, the Earth is like a school, and we come here time and time again, we reincarnate over and over again to learn different lessons, but really ultimately the lesson is one of love. And so it's too much to learn all these lessons in one lifetime. That would be a lot of pressure. And so we just come back infinite times in order to evolve ourselves and grow and to learn all the lessons that we need to learn.
0: If you learn the lessons faster than someone else, does that mean you won't come back as often?
1: guess it means that, but I think once you get to a point where you've really learned the lessons and you have so much compassion for the other souls who are still learning them here, you want to come back in order to help them and to help uh, raise their vibration and help them learn their lessons.
0: Those people who keep coming back, does that mean they keep screwing it up in their lives?
1: No, I don't think so. I think we all keep coming back in the same way that you didn't just graduate when you finish the first grade. You kept going through every grade until you reached college or postgraduate education. It's the same way with our souls. So nobody's screwing it up, really. We're just learning maybe at a slow rate.
0: Now, I know time doesn't mean much on the other side, but in in terms of our time, if somebody dies, how soon do they come back again, in your opinion?
1: takes a while, but what you're saying is absolutely correct, George. There really is no time on the other side. It's, I think of it kind of like gravity. Here on the physical Earth, gravity is very real. But you go into space and it doesn't exist anymore. or It exists to a much lesser degree. That's how time is, I think. But I think on the other side, in as much as time does exist, we can take our time. We can rest and relax and reevaluate the life that we just had and help other people from the other side, help our loved ones, and then take some time to plan our next lives. So it can be a while.
0: You experienced a profound healing episode as well. What happened?
1: I had a physical healing and an emotional healing. So I can talk to you first about the physical healing because that's a little bit more dramatic. I, When I was about 25 years old in this life, I was diagnosed with cataracts, which is a little bit unusual.
0: That is, You're way too young for
1: that. Jeez. Yes, I <laughs> am. It's true, And uh, I wasn't having symptoms. it was just found on an eye exam when I was going to get a new prescription for my eyeglasses. So I was going to eye doctors, and nobody understood why I would have cataracts. And my father was doing a past life regression session at the hospital where I worked. He was doing an in-service. And, and I'd never had a past life before. You know, after, despite being his daughter, I was in my 20s. It had never happened for years and years, but for some reason that day it worked. And I went back to a past life where I was kind of a hermit in the Middle Ages. And I just liked to be by myself and collect rocks and leaves and things. And the townspeople there thought I was a wizard. I wasn't. But they didn't understand what I was doing. And they came into my little hut, and they burned it down with their torches. And the fire from the torches clouded my eyes, and it made my eyes blind. And a cataract is a clouding of the lens of the eye. And the message I got was, Sadness clouds the eyes, and what that meant to me was I had been carrying from that life this feeling of victimization and yeah. n- not understanding why people would be so cruel and hurt other people. I'd carried that into this life, and it was affecting my vision in this life, not only with the cataracts, but metaphorically, I was seeing things through a not a clear lens, like still feeling unsafe in this world and not understanding the actions of others. And when I, I needed to let go of that victimization and that depression, that feeling in order to clear my eyes. And since then, I, some doctors can't find cataracts at all and others say they can find them, but they will never affect my vision. So I'll take that. So
0: you did not have to get the, the plastic lenses or anything like that?
1: I haven't done anything, no surgery, nothing.
0: That's remarkable. Good for you. No, you are way too young to have to have cataracts.
1: Yeah, but in a sense, I've had them for a couple hundred years.
0: The the fact that this carried over from past lives for you, does that happen to a lot of people, that the things that happened in other lives somehow in different ways manifest themselves in, in our life today?
1: George, I think it does. It can be carried over like a physical symptom like I had. Some people have birthmarks at the site of a past life trauma. Some people carry over more emotional symptoms like phobias or even a love of a place. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. Or they carry interpersonal relationships with other people. And I'm not really sure the mechanism of why this works because it doesn't seem to be every past life that we carry in our body. But more like... um, certain past lives that have a resonance or a lesson for us in the current life or things that might have unresolved issues.
0: I've always wondered if you come back in uh, other lives, uh, assuming you stay the same in terms of, let's say, sexes, do you all look the same? I mean, if you come back as a woman 10 times, do you are you similar looking or totally different?
1: I think, in my opinion, that we're pretty different because we change our races, we change nationalities, religions, all kind of identifying characteristics are change because that's how we best learn. It would, we wouldn't learn as much if we stayed the same kind of white, female, straight throughout our whole lives. We, we have to learn everything. So I think maybe there'll be some familiar traits. I think you can tell with the eyes sometimes, but in my opinion, we look different. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.